What is going on everybody and welcome to Sharon at Home. My name is Chris Sharon and this is my home. Now I'm going to level with you. This is an idea that's been living in my head for quite some time and it's not truly ready to be showcased to the public. But I have learned as of late that just because something is not fully ready doesn't mean we shouldn't begin. So here we go. We're doing it. So I apologize in advance for no proper intro or theme music or anything like that, but what I can promise we will be discussing is complete honesty, complete emotional vulnerability. I want to talk about my understanding of where men are in this place right now. I want to talk about the state of our country right now and hopefully how we can connect and move forward together. Now, just like any good idea and good thing that has come into my life, it was born from my now wife, the incredible Kristen Roa. So she brought to my attention the other day that there was a post made by this guy, John Cardillo, okay, Cardillo. He's verified on Twitter, and he made this post of Joe Biden. It's a picture of Joe Biden kissing his son Hunter on the cheek, and he wrote this caption, does this look like an appropriate father-son interaction to you? Okay. I do a little bit more research and to give you some context, okay? In the 70s, Joe Biden lost his first wife and his daughter in a car crash. He also lost his son, Bo, a few years ago to a brain tumor. Hunter is his only living child. I can't imagine the pain of losing a child uh, to experience that kind of loss and tragedy is so why he wouldn't want to hold kiss and grab and never let go of hunt I just okay I'm doing a little more research and I'm finding that there is a entire campaign there's a website dedicated to this idea it's called creepy uncle Joe that Joe Biden is some sort of pedophile creeper okay let it be known that there are actually zero accusations against Joe Biden from any real person that he has committed any sort of sexual misconduct. Our president, Donald Trump, however, has from over the last 40 years, at least that we know of, 26 different accusations of sexual misconduct from different women over that time. 26 accusations. Okay, one of which coming from his former wife, Ivana, saying that he raped her. And his response on record to that is that it was impossible because you cannot rape your wife. Several other accusations coming from women that participated in beauty pageants that he once owned. And he is on record for saying that he would go into their dressing rooms when they were changing, when they were naked, and he would be the only other man in there. <laughs> and he thought that it was okay because he was the owner of the pageants. So let's just for a moment before we move on, just think about the amount of courage that it takes to come forward as a private citizen making an accusation to share a personal story that was so traumatic and scarring to share that with the public in the hope to educate and inform them, the public, of the kind of man, the character that this man has 
This man who is running for president and he dismisses all of it and he gets away with dismissing all of it, saying simply that they are lying, that they are trying to smear his name to, you know, affect the outcome of this campaign and his future presidency. And he, so the courage to come forward and say and share those personal horrific stories to then be called a liar and dismissed and ignored. The devastation that that must bring. That is our president, okay? But that is as angry as I want to get in this episode moving forward, okay? Let it be known, too, I've spent the last several hours writing this sort of chicken scratch down ideas, a flow of things I want to talk about, and so you'll see me referencing it. Just wanted to clue you in. Can't wait to edit or try to edit out all of the page crinklings with the microphone. All right, so we are done talking about Donald Trump. That's not happening anymore. I want to bring it back to Joe Biden and this picture that was posted and the caption that was written. Why is it so difficult for people Men to show affection. Okay? It is assumed to be a form, a a showcase of weakness. To show affection is to show weakness. To share our feelings is to show weakness. And men must be strong. Okay? This is something that floats around in my head constantly It is a topic of discussion amongst so many men. It is still an incredible issue in our society today. And so I want to think about and I want to discuss and talk about and try to understand sort of some sort of origin as to why this practically came to be. Okay, so let's bring it back to the great immigration through Ellis Island that All of our ancestors, many of our ancestors, that we can relate to stories from the great immigration through Ellis Island. Fun fact, from the nationalparkservice.gov, almost 12 million immigrants were processed through Ellis Island from the time that it opened in 1892 to the time that it closed in 1954. Almost 12 million, okay? So, a lot of these people coming into America were had little to no money, had little to no education. They were leaving behind their family or they had no one to begin with. They were coming to a foreign land with almost nothing, with almost no one, on the hope, on the idea that they could achieve their dreams here. And thus, it is born the American dream. Okay, that they can come to a foreign land and they can work hard to achieve success. And that is all they need. And so coming alone, coming with little to no money, little to no education, they, there is no concept of comfort. There is no thought of how are you feeling today? How are you managing your stress? The, the, at the forefront of their minds, is head down, mind your business, work hard, and you, and the rest will be okay. And 
So from this original idea of the American dream of working hard, of minding your own business, of moving forward along, we eventually developed this concept of the nuclear family. Okay, It's this idea that there is a practical sort of template to how to build a life, how to build a family, how to build success. Okay, you have the man who is going to work, getting the money, providing for the family. You have the woman who is head of household, who is taking care of the house, of the kitchen, of the children. You have the children who is who are whose duty is to not only um, respect their parents, but to honor them and to do well in school and to get a good job so that they can one day have their own family and continue this sort of template of success, this formula for life, okay? A lot of us, myself included, grew up with this concept of the nuclear family and what it, what it stands for because it was developed not too long ago. And so this idea we grow up with is you go to school, you get good grades, you get into a good college, you get a good job, you have a family. You get the house, you get the car, you have the family, you have the life. It's a very sort of patterned, step-by-step process of how to live, okay? And for the longest time, this was enough. This was largely accepted for men to work, make money, and provide for their family. And that is all that they needed to do. And so work became the most important thing. Work became at the forefront of life, the forefront of decision-making, okay? Right now in our lives, how many of us feel trapped by the work that we do? How many of us feel enslaved by our jobs, okay? We are caught in this revolving door of, I need money to pay my bills and do the things that I want to do so that so then I have to work to get that money but now I am working and spending all of my time working and I have no time to do anything else. And so what happens and this is a conversation for another time but what happens is we've developed through this capitalist society The idea that work is the most important thing and that in order to have a successful life, we must be working. And I think really when we think about it, when we consume ourselves with work, okay, especially if it's work that we do not enjoy, that we do not have passion for, when we consume ourselves with work, it is tiring. The last thing that we want to do at the end of the day of working all day long, especially if it's in a job that we don't love, working all day long, we want to come home, put our feet up on the couch, watch the game, get some food, and go to bed and mentally prepare ourselves for the doing it all over again the next day. And so working and constantly working, it is exhausting. We don't want to, at that point, once we are exhausted, we don't want to talk. 
or, or, or analyze our feelings or talk about our feelings to someone or confide in people or anything. And so I get it. It, 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 it gets to this point where the pattern of life, of working hard and trying to pay the bills and make a life and build a family and provide, where this concept of the American dream was born out of, it is hurting us. It has gotten to a point where it is hurting us. We have completely lost the ability to conceive who we are, okay? Who we are, how we feel, and most importantly, what we want. We have completely lost touch with that, okay? And we are simply conditioned to work hard, to make money, and to provide for the family. And, and that is sort of how men have landed themselves in this place, in this moment right now. And this whole concept is the exact reason that I started sharing feelings in the first place. It was to explain and showcase that men can be both strong and hardworking and all of that, and also have emotional awareness and be in touch with their emotions. And just like anything else, to develop yourself as an emotional being takes consistent work, okay? We, men, women, everyone, we are emotionally driven beings. We have two choices. We can either accept that, embrace that, and showcase that, or and develop that, or we can ignore it and suppress it. And so to it takes consistent effort and work to develop ourselves as emotional beings. It takes courage. And above all else, it takes patience, okay? It takes the daily effort of sitting down with yourself and asking questions like, what am I doing with my time? Does that bring me joy? Is that helping others? Is that helping myself? And most importantly, what am I willing to change in my life if I'm answering no to these questions, okay? That is how you sit in the driver's seat of your life. That is how you take control of your life. And that is how we break this enslavement of the pattern of life. We, we have to be willing to make decisions to put ourselves in the best place possible, on the best path to accomplish our desired outcomes, to achieve our desired outcomes. Okay, we need to be willing and ready to make those decisions, to make those changes in our lives. And that comes from being emotionally aware. It begins by developing our emotional fitness. Okay? Men generally have simple goals. Okay? They want to achieve simple goals that have very straightforward ways of working towards those goals and once they achieve them, they are content. Things like getting a good job, making a lot of money, having a home, having a family. But all of those things are external. They are outside of ourselves. I'm 
talking more about developing the things that can't be experienced through the five senses. I'm talking about what's inside our hearts and our souls and what drives us from there. So that brings me back to politics and the state of our country and what I believe is the reason and the cause for this incredibly great divide in our country right now. It is that people are constantly comparing themselves with others. That we are comparing ourselves to what we have, to what other people have. And we're so obsessed with what, with, with maintaining what we have and, and claiming what we have and getting more. And if you have some, then I have less. And we are obsessed with preserving what it is that we have in our grasp. And we have lost completely the idea of who we are, of how we behave, how we treat other people. And, and most importantly, what kind of a world that we want to leave. Leaving the world in a better place than, than when we came into it, than what we found leaving it in a better place. And that, in my mind, that is the American dream, okay? The American dream is not simply just head down, work hard, make money, provide for my family, be strong. The American dream is the concept that not building a pattern, but breaking the pattern. It is that somebody can come from far away to this new land, they can escape what they know life will be like if they stayed. They can escape what they know life will be like if they stayed. They come to this new land to break that pattern of their life and to develop a new life, a life that is grounded in the possibility of achieving your dreams, a life that is only limited to the vastness of your imagination. Okay? That is the American dream. It is the concept that people can come from all over and they can unite under one nation, under the American people, and it is driven by the motivation and the determination that we can achieve our dreams. And not only that, that we are supporting each other as we achieve our dreams. That is what it means to be an American. That is what it means to be a man. That is what it means to be a human being, is to believe in one's dreams, that we are, I have it here, that we are meant to develop our emotional well-being, our emotional understanding of ourselves, okay, to develop it, to then discern and decide what it is that we're meant for in this life. Our purpose, the mark that we want to leave on people and this world. To then decide and then, most importantly, to take action, to execute, to become whatever it is that we are meant to be. I, whatever it is that we can imagine ourselves to be whatever dream we can create for ourselves to execute it and to become it. 
thank you so much for taking the time to sit here and watch me or listen or both and be present. Thank you so very much for listening to me. I promise to continue to develop these ideas, to continue to put my work and time and effort into sharing feelings, into sharing at home, to grow this together and share it with you. I will never stop. I will always share my truth. I will always share my feelings and I will always try to connect us. Thank you so much. I'll see you soon. Thank you.